<laughs> oh, perfect timing. All right. Well, I'm Jamie. I'm Brienne. And we decided to make fools of ourselves and <laughs> yeah. create this podcast. Yeah, so enjoy. So for an homage to my previous radio show that I had for a semester in college. DJ Honeybee in the house. <laughs> it was called The Awkward Show. I think we can all. <laughs> yeah, it lived up to its name. Definitely lived up to its name. <laughs> um, we always did a crazy fact. Now, I did not come prepared, so we're just going to scroll through and hope to God that we can find well, one. I'm sure there's, there's some out there. I'm sure. So what was one? I mean, one fact that I did remember looking up, and it was my original fact, and that was horses can't throw up. And if they were to throw up, they They die. die. Do I know why? I do not. And you will not get those answers. (laughs) You won't be receiving those answers today. But I think that'll just be our crazy fact for the day, because I honestly don't. I I don't know where my... Can you imagine not being able to throw up? I think that is a blessing. <laughs> well, it's coming out one way or another. I mean, yeah, I'd just rather not come out my throat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are a podcast for recommendations. Totally stealing from some people I know. Um, <laughs> totally tease this person about it, but <laughs> it's a great idea. <laughs> and honestly, everyone that I know has already... Taking advantage of the <laughs> recommendations I have, so yeah. I thought it would but be nice. Now they're here for you, so that because there's got to be someone out there who has not heard them, or heard about them, I should mm-hmm. say. So my song, or we do, we're gonna do artists or song first. My artist and song is Kings of Convenience, and the song I'd Rather Dance with You. It is so good. I absolutely love it. I think it's just super quirky and cheerful and just explains so well how communication is so lacking. And it's just like, you know what? I got to show you. I can't I can't verbalize what I'm trying to say and even then it still would be lacking. So, that's why I definitely recommend that to you as a song to listen to. Mm-hmm. And a band to check out, because they're pretty good. When do you notice, like, when's, like, the best time to listen to that song? Ooh, I really like to do it while I'm cooking. Does it, like, pump you up, or is it, like, a... Oh, I think it's a pump Oh, I'm in a good mood. I think... I'm gonna throw this on. Or is it, like, in every occasion? I think it's put your socks on and slide down the hallway. Okay. (laughs) Kind of like, I'd rather dance with you. (laughs) Give us a few bars. I don't want to get in trouble. No, but it's just so good. Where'd you first hear it? Is it like radio or? I was digging through the YouTube cycle, (laughs) just clicking and clicking and clicking. Right. I can't remember how I first. You know, actually, no. I heard it on Spotify. Spotify, uh, totally. Gave me so okay. If you have not heard of Obscurify, it's by Spotify, mm-hmm. and you can download it, and it will so it connects to your Spotify account, and it looks at what 
what you listen to and then says how obscure your playlist is, which I thought was so cool. I'm 97% obscure <laughs> compared to the rest of the listeners, which is not surprising. I listen to a lot of early 2000s Christian music, so um, that makes sense. But then um, it also gives you recommendations on bands you probably haven't heard heard about um, that kind of match up with your taste, which I thought was like, it's like mm-hmm. introducing new people and bands and yeah. yeah, so that's what. All right. What's your artist or song or oh, my thing? Art. It's so hard to choose, but ugh, just one of my all time favorites. I never will not be in the mood for them. The Killers people. <laughs> the killers people <laughs> yeah, yeah. the killers they are honestly i know people like them but i still think they're underrated um i think to really appreciate them you have to see them live because before i saw you them gotta live you got to see killers live man yeah, it's just right? not the same yeah. <laughs> start, start seeing um Festral. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Potter joke for you. Um, But no, I I mean, before I saw them live, I definitely knew I liked them. I knew a lot of songs by them. Um, But I really became like a a real fan when I saw them live. We know real fans. Brandon Flowers, the, (laughs) the lead singer. Oh my goodness. Like his voice is amazing. His... Ugh, like just artistry, seriously, and one of the best. I think one of the best um, bands lyrically, um, as well as musically. Uh, I can't. I can't think of a favorite song. Um, they did come out with a new album, "Imploding the Mirage," uh, and I think my favorite song from the album so far is "Caution." Um, it's one of those songs that you like have to put on if you're. I don't know, doing like kind of a long, no, (laughs) if you're like doing like a long, like a long drive in the summer with like the windows down and like your hair's kind of blowing and it's like, caution, caution. I'm so like, it makes you feel like you're like running away, but you're, it's so weird. I've never like felt the urge to run away, but, <laughs> but like, maybe that song isn't great for kids, but <laughs> not that the song is about running away, but it just gives you that like, that like feeling of just like being free and yeah, it's a wonderful mm-hmm. song. But anyways, the killers all around are killer. Amazing band. They're good at covers too. Their Romeo and Juliet cover. I think rivals the original. Um, I really like it. Just their style is just fits so perfectly, so perfectly with that song. But yeah, <laughs> the Killers. I any given song. All you these, heard all it here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the face she's giving me is killer. <laughs> okay, that makes it sound evil. <laughs> it's just. Like a grandma looking up above the coffee. I'm gonna take off these fake glasses. I love it. <laughs> All right, so the next part. Oh wow, I can see your you just look big brighter. eyes. Oh, <laughs> see me in my natural state. <laughs> For those of you who can't see us, <laughs> she's wearing blue so eyeglasses. I've always, wanted, I've always wanted glasses, people. Um, and so I finally. Just decided to give in to my urges and get blue light glasses so I can feel like I'm not just wearing fake glasses. Um, but I kind of wear them as much yeah. as I can now. And so if I couldn't wear really glasses, 
That would be so nice. I just feel like I look smarter with glasses. Anyway, moving on. Oh, okay, oh, that's fine. We're moving on to books. So, all right. So we have a book recommendation. So again, the theme here is that we're gonna have a song for you, a book for you, and then a topic we're gonna discuss, and then some random ramblings in between. Mm-hmm. But this book, okay, so good. Honestly, I need to reread this book again. I loved it so much reading it the first time. I read it like in June, so my thoughts might be a little outdated. But it's called Undercover by John Bevere. And it is a leadership book. It says why your response to leadership determines your future. And it is honestly, it's just I love how he takes he talks about God and just what his protection and his love looks like. And then he talks about how let me just read you know what let me I, I i didn't come prepared as you can see so um so there it comes in i don't want to give everything away either but it's just it's just so good so there is three sections um section one is introducing again god's protection um and what it looks like to buck against him and then his section two is god's direct covering so what sin looks like and then what the consequences of that is and then section three is who God's appointed um, covering is. So those who are in leadership above you, um, those below you. And it just is just, I don't know. He just puts it into such great words that I've never really understood and realized that I thought I was doing really well. Like I respect authority. I When I say I respect authority, I kind of i am just very obedient. doesn't mean that I agree or... I should speak up when I don't. So um, anyways, it talks about all of it. And so I definitely, if you are struggling or not even struggling with leadership and what that looks like for you, maybe you're in a leadership position and you kind of need to see, you know, where where you need to be and kind of have a perspective of those who are below you. I think that it's a great, great book to read. So that's my recommendation for this month. Where did you hear about it? So I am in the District School of Ministry, or DSOM, and it is one of the required readings for the mm. internship. So, really good book. Or that you enjoy required reading. I know. <laughs> I know. I was so surprised because like, I was like... Immediately negates. Yep, I'm going to hate it. <laughs> yep. I honestly, I did think so. There were some really hard books, not going to lie. This last one I read was called Jesus the Messiah. And of course, I love Jesus, okay? But this man, he just used so much verbiage that just went straight over my head. And I've been a Christian for a long time. I have read a lot of books. <laughs> I have. Okay, and the Bible doesn't count as a lot of books. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have read a lot of books. <laughs> And not just the 66. <laughs> um, Sometimes I laugh and a booger comes out. <laughs> and so, anyways, um, he just, it felt like he did some unnecessary, it was a really good book, don't get me wrong. It gave some really great theology and just some understanding of um, Jesus' understanding of his ministry um, and some insight into that and what what the Bible has stated and what it has not, because there's been a lot of things that have been twisted that sometimes people will take, you know, cherry pick that one verse out of context and not take in consideration who who's talking to and 
the whole, you know, the whole situation. So anyways, it was really good. Um, oh, well, it, it was just a very dry and hard book to read through. But this one was not. Really fast read. What's it called again? Undercover. Okay. John Bevere. Thank you. <laughs> Probably mentioned the name once. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm done. Since we're talking about a completely other book right yeah. now. <laughs> Do we have time for my? <laughs> yeah, I, know. I only Go. brought one, guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm such an overachiever. <laughs> but yeah, I read no, more sounds, than. <laughs> it definitely sounds good. Yeah. So, what's your book? Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. Okay. Tell us mine all. is called. Rejection Proof by Zha Zhang. Um, so I found out about, or I guess I learned about this book. Um, my mom and I attended the Global Leadership Summit at our local church. It's not a plug for Global Leadership Summit, <laughs> but I definitely recommend it if you want to um, uh, kind of be introduced to like different like world changers and like leaders um, just in the world. They talk about kind of where they've come from, what brought them to this part of their life. And um, they almost always have a book to kind of, that they're also promoting, uh, which is really cool. Cause if you love their seminar, then you can kind of get a little more of them uh, in their book. So anyways, off of that, <laughs> um, anyways, rejection proof. So it's about this guy, Zhao Zhang, the, <laughs> the author. Oh, this is like a real life kind of happening. Um, Memoir. Kind of, yes. <laughs> but he, so basically he is someone who uh, like fears rejection from people. He fears <laughs> uh, uh, kind of what people are going to think about him, you know, if he says or does something. So he's very kind of aware of how um, others perceive him. And so, excuse me, with that, uh, he was a successful person, but he kind of experienced a rejection um, of an idea he really, you know, thought kind of deserved attention, and uh, that just kind of broke him in a way. Um, again, that, that like, fear of being rejected and, um, yeah, just fear around that mm -hmm. really um, kind of came out. And So anyway, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. he kind of noticed this and, like, try he's like okay i'm gonna like act against like directly act against this feeling even though everything in my body is telling me not to so he starts this like video blog where he his goal is to get like a hundred rejections okay and literally everything in his body is saying what are you doing mm -hmm. <laughs> but um but yeah just in order to get used to it and kind of uh kind of play into that fear mm -hmm. um he does this he does this challenge and so he starts off and like he's getting rejected left and right but he's also expecting it mm -hmm. um and all of a sudden he starts getting like the more he does it the more kind of desensitized to that fear of rejection he gets so he starts to like start getting yeses for crazy stuff and so for example mm -hmm. he he goes to a stranger's house <laughs> wearing like soccer gear and has a soccer ball and he knocks on their door and he asks if he can play soccer in their backyard. Like, can anybody, <laughs> would you, if somebody knocked on your door and said, hey, can I go play soccer in your backyard? Like, what would you say? I feel like I, I would be really confused. <laughs> I'd be confused, <laughs> but, but I almost would be like, 
I'm not using it. I lock the door. Right. I guess right. if you're locking the door and you're like, well, whatever. But yeah, I yeah, think that is weird though. It, it's so weird. Who does and so that? Yeah. I think so. Like obviously, it took a lot of courage for him to, mm-hmm. uh, um, kind of put himself out there like that because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to risk like looking stupid or mm-hmm. uh, how bad the no will be. Who knows? Um. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they say yes, and so I guess the point of the story or kind of his experience is. Um, kind of getting used to rejection, but also as he goes along, he realizes how um, he might approach people differently. So mm-hmm. he might have received a no from one person, but maybe that approach will work on someone else, or maybe if he shifted his approach, it would work differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's learning not only how to s- accept rejection, but almost um, kind of marketing strategies, like how mm-hmm. to get yeses. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was, like, it's really cool. I think uh, it's applicable to every most people. Yeah. yeah. Um, in any situation. Yeah. Just because I, I mean, I personally, I do fear rejection. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, who wants to look someone in the eye and <laughs> get a no? Like, it just, for whatever yeah. reason, there's, like, shame in that for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, it was a really cool kind of experience to live through. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I definitely recommend it to anyone who, um, is unsure of yourself or unsure of how, uh, maybe you come across or, uh, to just think of ways to, uh, kind of grow comfortable in that and the only way that you, yourself. the only way you can do that is if you make a vlog and right. get regen- right. rejected a hundred times. That is times. The It is necessary and you need mm-hmm. to reach out to us. So that way we can view it, please, because yeah. we will say yes to yeah. those rejections. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they're free. If they're free. Yeah. <laughs> you know, love it. I think that's so good. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that we should apply this to our lives. Like, we should. That we should do this vlog. Okay. Jamie is thinking, like, she wants to do some kind of digger competition. I see that's where her mind is going. She wants to see me embarrassed. Um, But I want to be embarrassed, too, because I honestly... I mean, okay, for those of you who, like, watch The Office or Book of Nine-Nine or Parks and Rec. (laughs) Literally, those are all three shows you watch. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I watch more. But those are, like, the main ones. And the reason I love them so much is because they are so embarrassing. I mean, come on. The first season of Office is my one of my favorite. It's seriously the first. Yeah, the first season of The Office. I I, most people I know hate the first season, but I love it because it hurts so bad. I physically remove myself from the room, but I'm still listening because I mean I know what's going to happen. I've seen it so many times, Mm -hmm. but I just I something about it. I don't know if it's just like I like myself to feel fear or like. But you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm saying, like, it's so embarrassing. It's just it brings up, like, this, like, emotion of, like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's, like, almost like going on a roller coaster, you know? Like, you're, like, you know this is – you're going to be terrified, but you also know it's good for you and, like, you're going to have fun. <laughs> right? Am I not – Unless okay. you're pregnant. <laughs> or over the age of 65. <laughs> or shorter than 40. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I got the analogy. Yeah. <laughs> Are you prone to seizures? Or... Yeah. <laughs> right. This ride is not intended. <laughs> I love it. Anyways. Oh, <laughs> but awesome. Love it. So today we have a topic. That topic is communication. 
surprise, surprise, we are using communication right now <laughs> with you <laughs> and with her <laughs> and with me. <laughs> so I have been having this, like, I don't know, this, my whole life I have been a chatterbox and I have changed tremendously over time, which is great since I am now 23 years old. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully change has happened right. since, good to see change. since <laughs> the womb. Yes. So, but I mean, we go through so many different stages and I, I've just been like, this thought has been on my mind and it's so interesting. I've heard it from other people too, even other podcasts and like YouTubers and such. Um, but I'm hearing, what's the point of communication? What is the, what are you trying to get from a conversation what are you trying to give in a conversation what's the point and a lot of the times I can tell you like there is no point to the conversation like no one needs to know the things I'm saying Um, or really what ends up coming down to is I want to be seen and I want to feel like I'm understood um because and just like that song, that's why I love it so much. My Kings and Convenience, that I'd rather dance with you, is because it does such a great job of going. I want to verbalize it, but I can't verbalize what I'm trying to say. And just that thought of communication of going. There's so many different types, different ways of communication. I think we honestly always think go straight to words. Um, but I don't know. What are your thoughts? No, I definitely. I think. For me, when I'm communicating, um, like you said, I just want to be understood. Um, it's one thing I, I don't want to call it a pet peeve, but it's, I guess it's a fear that people will not get the point I was trying to get across or um, <clears throat> they won't understand my perspective. Um, I'm not always great with words. Um I think I confuse people when I talk sometimes because, <laughs> like, I, don't, I think my thoughts get a little too abstract. Um, but, yeah, my fear my fear is when I'm communicating with people that they'll take something in a way that wasn't intended or they won't understand, like, an emphasis of something that I was mm-hmm. trying to convey, whatever. Um, but I, yeah, I just hate being misunderstood. I hate when... Uh, or I hate knowing that there's a possibility that someone um, kind of misunderstood something from me and, like, mm-hmm. now has this Thought, inaccurate yeah. perception mm-hmm. of me. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I... And it is... I like to think I'm a good communicator in the sense that I I don't really make... I'm usually pretty vocal about, I don't know, really anything. I, I don't mm-hmm. tend to, like, really keep things bottled up. Um, but, yeah, I definitely, and one thing that helps me when I have to, when I know I have to communicate well is, like, time and space. I need, if, in the moment, what I say is likely not going to be <laughs> what I think or feel. Yeah, exactly. Because I need to, like... I need to stew. Mm -hmm. I need to stew. Mm -hmm. Um, You can definitely overcook your stew. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You heard it here. Don't overcook your stew. (laughs) Yes. But, but, you know, sometimes I, like my first reaction isn't as well thought through or maybe I, 
like I have feelings, but I need to think through why I feel that way and what made me feel that way. Um, and like I said, time, time and kind of space from the issue, um, or it doesn't even have to be an issue, but you know, whatever I'm trying to communicate that Mm -hmm. usually helps me like formulate something that's more accurate of how I feel Mm -hmm. um, and comes across more genuine than like me kind of reacting emotionally in the moment. Cause I can definitely uh, do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I try to be like really self-aware in those moments. Cause mm-hmm. like I said, I, I really like to take care that people understand me. Yeah. I just think it's so hard that when I don't know about you, but like, I feel like so compelled to speak in certain situations. I mean mm-hmm. like small group or you're invited to a meeting or, um, it just, I feel like in those situations, or you have a group of friends over and everyone's mm-hmm. talking and maybe you haven't been talking for a while and you feel like you get the vibe, like maybe think people think there's something wrong with mm-hmm. you. Like I'm a pretty outgoing person, especially in smaller groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've just been honestly trying to take it slower and not feeling like, cause I, I feel so compelled to like give an answer for mm-hmm. not a, for there not being a question. Like, there isn't a question, but I feel like I need to give information about myself. And it can be just random information like, oh my gosh, guys, I had this fish fillet today and it was so gross. And it's like, you didn't need to know that, <laughs> nor do you care. Have you but I feel ever like. I've had a fish fillet before. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say no, people? <laughs> I think there's a commercial on recently that was like, I think he's on fire. But yeah, so, (laughs) um, but just like giving out just random information when it, like, I have nothing. Because I have nothing, a lot of the times, like, it's not that I never have anything to, to give to a conversation, but I know I'm not the wisest person in the room. I know I'm not the smartest person in the room. Um, Honestly, if I don't have a question, there's really not too much that I should be like giving in that situation and I've heard recently like a couple people like well you do it to encourage fellowship and I'm like yeah you could have fellowship without talking like you know you can listen and you can laugh and you can assist like I love cleaning <laughs> at my small group like I just feel like that's the thing like I don't have anything of value to add to the conversation but I do have value I don't think it's not that I lack value I have value in the small things like I helped wipe down the table because you had something of value to give and I'm like, okay, I'll do this for you while you do that. Like I want to hear what you have to say Um, or maybe I will instigate (laughs) and um, because I I honestly, I think the people at my small group are hilarious and just like my family too. Like when I'm there, I'm like, I really don't have too much I want to say but I love to instigate conversations and like push people into like really having to explain themselves, playing devil's advocate, honestly, <laughs> um, <laughs> a little horns on my head, but <laughs> anyways, but like just trying, cause I want to hear, I want to hear from other people, but I, cause I honestly think that people, I don't know if they take more time or maybe they're just like me and feel like they're just spitting out stuff and not really giving either because I've also heard that from people as well but I don't know I, f- I think maybe I just find more value in other people's words than my own which I don't think is a bad thing I think maybe being more intentional and that like this year 
for our Church of Bridge Church. <laughs> um, not affiliated with this podcast. <laughs> um, <coughs> that's not the crone, I promise. Um, but... Does it, can't catch it from the airwaves. Can't catch it from the airwaves. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, yeah, what was I trying to communicate? Um, that oh. we're not affiliated with yeah. Church of <laughs> um, So... I honestly can't remember. I coughed and forgot. Oh my gosh, maybe it is the beginning. <laughs> New symptom alert. <laughs> New symptom. Complete memory loss. <laughs> Not partial. <laughs> Just complete. But anyways, yeah, so that's our... Do you have anything else you want to add about communication and just our thoughts? And... Um, not at this moment, no. Ooh. You know what? I do have one thing to add. I have just have to look for it, hopefully... That doesn't disappear from me. Let me click on it. Okay, no, it doesn't look like it clicked away. Okay, so there is this TED Talk that is really good. I'm so sorry if you can hear the clicking. Um, but it is about the art of communication or conversation, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I think she gives 10 to 12 different... Um, steps basically of like what good communication looks like hopefully this doesn't start playing right in the middle of i i think it will so please (laughs) it's it's called 10 ways to have a better conversation with celeste headley super good i definitely recommend it my boss had us um listen to that for a meeting and i really just like what she had to say um she said like not to push your own agenda to really be intentional and listen to, I mean, these are just a couple different things that kind of sat with me. Um, but she, what else did she say? That was just so good. Um, I think, well, one of the things is like just being good at asking good questions. I'm honestly, I feel like when I was younger, I asked so many questions. I annoyed most of my teachers, honestly. Um, I think my, I think in one of my, I can't remember what they're called so long ago. In one of my parent-teacher conferences, they said, she's really sweet, but she just asks a lot of questions. Um, and it's always, but, like, she asks tons of questions. And so I actually stopped asking. I just remember going, well, if that makes them so upset, I'm going to stop. And my grades honestly started going down because I just wasn't interested anymore. Um, and I think that we as people need to find more interest in what other people are saying, what they're thinking, and... Um, for us as Christians, just going and saying we're supposed to love others as we love ourselves. And if we care about what our opinion is, we really should be caring about what others people, other people's opinion and journeys are. Um, but anyway, so I just feel like if you want to know like how to have a better conversation, mm-hmm. that will be helpful to you. And there's so many resources, but that's just what we've got for you today. <laughs> but now we're on to, oh my gosh. Hey, I think we're going to keep it under. Mm-hmm. We were, we're like, oh my gosh, we're not going to be able to fit this into an hour. I'm doing this as I'm whispering to you. Just imagine my hand cupped around. And <laughs> 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 but we thought we were going to keep this under an hour, and I think we're going to do it. It's going to be perfectly fine. So anyways, this is our hypothetical question. This is how we're going to end the podcast, okay? Mm-hmm. So what would be your zombie apocalypse 
strategy. We okay. <laughs> uh, funny thing here is that we just went out yesterday to eat, and we've been trying to find games to play in public yeah. because people are so funny, and yes. it's just like so yes. fun to watch them. And we don't see people when you don't. We just like to be out and about. After a certain time, though, there's only a select few places that you can be out and about. Yeah. Um, and so the really, the best thing you can do is make up games to play with the crowd. We did, the first game we played was <laughs> yeah. Live Clue. Yeah, um, which is... <laughs> we should preface this by saying neither of us have ever played Clue. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get We've Clue. literally never, never played Clue in our yeah. lives. We just know that there's a murderer, a weapon, and, and a location. We kind of had fun with it, but... It, yeah, it kind of felt, we didn't really have, like, strict parameters. Anyhow, this led us to the zombie apocalypse game. Yeah. Where we each pick two people uh, in the restaurant to be on our zombie apocalypse team. So, we, we're on the same team, so we have a right. total of six people on the right. team. We have to pick so who who's going to die first and who's mm-hmm. going to live the longest. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, we just had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. And so this question is kind of perfect with that train of thought. Yep. So Jamie, what is oh, your you're zombie start with apocalypse? Me? <laughs> I know what my I know what mine is. All I, right. I know because so. I just know how I am in strategy games. <laughs> so just you know, I'm not giving any locations because y'all not invited. Sorry, love you. She doesn't but. have any. <laughs> Still figuring it out. <laughs> uh, I actually do have locations. <laughs> uh, I know exactly where I'll go. Um, and what I'll do. This has been a plan. We So I come up from a family who loves, like, we're not conspiracy theorists per se. <laughs> but we do enjoy a good conspiracy theory. Um, it's just, like, fun. Hypothetical. Yeah, it's just hypothetical. We just love, we love these kind of questions. Mm-hmm. So um, we actually were planning not for a zombie apocalypse, but just, like, if the world were to, hmm, what's a good analogy? Were to crumble. Well, I wanted a fun one, but that's just, anyways. <laughs> plan, plan A, plan A is to um, live a normal life. Go to heaven with Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's plan A. Yeah. But if we if we get you know kind of left to the to the depths of hell, this is yeah, this is yeah. So um, the plan was um, that we actually so. My family, so it would be my fam. That's just sorry. That's who's gonna be. They are an hour away right now, but let's just say this is this is what the plan was about four years ago. Um, we had backpacks ready. They had um, food. They had water. All that we'd switch out, you know, when it mm-hmm. things go bad. But they were typically good for a long time. Um, and we had knives. We had ammo. All that fun stuff. We were really like little prepper family. Um, fire starter kits. I bet you guys had a fire escape <laughs> plan. <laughs> oh, you got the tree across the street. <laughs> well, you were forced to do those for school, so we had one. I oh, had we, to do one every year. I had it like for my first like. Oh yeah, we had. And to then my house season. literally burned down, so <laughs> oh, <laughs> we all survived. But I don't remember you telling me that. Oh man, another that. story for another day. We do have our story. Before yeah. We end today. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Whoopsies. We we have a story. I knew there was something on the list. Okay, we're not ending with this question. Yeah. But Sake. it's close. I know you guys are so Seconds sad. Left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this might take an hour. But anyway, so 
we had bags prepped. Um, we had so bags undisclosed prepped, knives, water, yeah, undisclosed. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> You're fine. So we had this back route plan um, to this undisclosed location. This location we would bunker down until things probably. I don't know, maybe things kind of went to havoc enough. Mm-hmm. They were like, okay, so we're, this was probably about 10 miles out of town. Um, and there's really nothing around. I mean, we were close to the highway. That's a hint. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this place we did definitely have access to um, easily um, and allowable access. <laughs> and so we would hunker down there um, just to, to regroup make sure that we're all together. And this, again, was if we were all separated. Um, if we weren't separated, like, let's say parents weren't at work, brothers weren't in school, you know, I wasn't out and about in the town, <laughs> um, that this is why we'd go to this location, hunker down, make sure we were, you know, we were regrouped. Now, if we were all together at the beginning, we have another, disc- you know, undisclosed location, mm-hmm. about three miles north <laughs> of that location that we lived <laughs> and Her map um, is just a bunch of arrows <laughs> <laughs> we know hey <laughs> no one else needs to know um so anyways up north like the wisconsin meuper anyways so the um this location we we didn't actually end up enacting it but we were gonna have a bunker like we were gonna do it in the middle of the night so sketchy. And we were going to put a, what's that semi, what's that called? Cargo? Like shipment container? Mm-hmm. Shipment, co- ship container. <laughs> um, and we were going to bury it and make a bunker. Um, we have quite a bit of property up there. So. Do you guys also have a fully operational crane? And- <laughs> <laughs> well, we could have gotten, actually we, we do. To bury a we actually do. Oh my gosh. What if that's why they got it? Because they do have that now. But anyway, so um, we would have bunkered down there. I mean, it's probably a good area. I'm not sure if people would end up going in that direction, but easy access to the lake. Another location giveaway. Do you want us to know or not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she wants Jesus to be able to find us. <laughs> but no, no, it's okay, okay, okay. Not Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, um... But, yeah, so that would have been our strategy. Now, there would have been a good amount of us. So if I was going to say my strategy is that I'm pretty um, pampered in the family. So, honestly, I think I would survive for a while. And I say this not like, oh, she's pampered, so she'd die first. But it's more like people would go in front of me because, honestly, they've done stuff like that before. Obviously not with zombies, but where, like, there was a situation that was a little dangerous and everyone steps in front of me. I'm like, I am the oldest. <laughs> I don't, okay, like, <laughs> take take the punch or whatever. <laughs> like, okay. But um, we, so I think that I would probably make it for a good deal of it. Um, I think the people in my family who would die first are the people with the medical uh, problems. So I probably, again, would probably live past them. Um Food-wise, we'd be going to a location that is not really great for... I mean, there's plenty of cherries. Just <laughs> all the cherries. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I 
honestly, if you're you're from Wisconsin, this is like an easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyways, so um, that would be that would be our strategy. We'd probably live up there again if we needed to ship off to Canada. Be easy. Um, so now the arrows are all making sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> the, the doorway has revealed <laughs> <itself>. <laughs> Did you know that I just finished an escape room uh, puzzle? No. Oh, that's so funny because it, it's a doorway. It yeah, so it's a doorway. There's like a little doorway that you make with the side pieces, oh. and it reveals itself literally with like pretend light that it makes. It's so funny. Oh, Anyways, it's not lit up, but it's like right. Anyways, that's so that that's on my strategy. Um, I probably would live three quarters of the way through. That's my... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think people would start to get annoyed with me for my lack of strength and overall um, limitations that I have. <laughs> they might end up eating me for food, which would be a little counterproductive because if they're scared of the zombies, then they might as well become zombies if they're using me for food, so... Honestly, right with The Walking Dead, like, all those cannibals, you're like, why don't you just become, just let yourself be eaten? Because then you'll get exactly what you want. Because you don't have that that presence of mind. How do they know? That's what people are attached to, is knowing that... I wouldn't just want to have that presence you know of mind things. of... I know that I just like, ate a person. You don't want to think of yourself <laughs> as just like a... Uh, like, it, like it, how we see animals. Just kind of... Operating out of survival, not, like, with no... If you think about it, the people... Honestly, the people and the zombies, the problem is, is that they have so much... In Walking Dead, have so much in common with the zombies. Because the zombies' only instinct is to survive eating. Like, it's literally... They're just... They're just meant to... But they're products of something that happened to them. So they're not they're yeah. not who they were. Yeah. Again, they don't have that presence of mind. They're yeah. all act and they're all alike. They just used to be they're just shells of who they were. Or yeah. basically them without the like them inside yeah. of them. Yeah. I said them a lot. I honestly wonder, like I mean, again, this is the all. The difference pretend, is the but... people <laughs> want to like achieve they want to survive this. They don't want to lose their presence of mind. And they wanna like see the day that it's all over and they can like go back to normal even though nothing will ever be the same again. But that's kind of what's helping them get through the apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Honestly though, I couldn't live like we would just end up dying realizing this. It's just me, my brothers, my parents, my uncle, aunt, and my grandma, my grandpa and my his girlfriend. That's who it would be. We would die out anyways. Like, I could live until, like, 80, but then that's it. That's We're just dead. Oh, well, he they would have their girlfriends, so I would just die alone. They would die together. Okay. That's how that story goes. <laughs> I'm dating Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. <laughs> that was the point. That's why I said it like that. <laughs> Who do you think I am? <laughs> All right, so... I, I laid out my whole strategy for you, so you have plenty of yeah. time to come oh, up with a strategy. My thre- I, I don't have to come up with one. My oh. my strategy in any, like, game where I have to, like, survive or not get tagged or whatever, in, in the simplest form, my strategy is just to outlast everyone else. That, that's all you literally all that's you have to do. That's what my strategy was. That's, it. that's out- all you have to do. Like, 
You have no... I'm not, I'm not really one to, like, attack first. That kind of gives yourself away. Um, yeah. So I just... Well, yeah, it's more about, like... Okay. Working. I don't feel like there's... So I don't you, feel you like... have no food. You have no ammo. Well, you sure. have no nowhere to live. Because you're in a city area. So you're, you're going to be overwhelmed by zombies immediately. You are very unprepared. You are going to die very quickly. Well, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> you go I'm like not, this, zombies. I'm gonna outlive you. I'm not giving you. Okay, unlike Jamie, I'm not outlining like I'm not gonna be like I'm not telling you where I am. But all I'm saying is it's up north and there's cherries there. And literally describes the exact place. So, I have a place. I have a place in mind. I'm not even gonna tell you what the landscape is. Um, but literally, all what you does have, it offer my you? plan, yeah. my plan, yeah. is to just out-survive everyone else. Oh my gosh, she literally, literally, literally thinks the zombie apocalypse is actually going to happen. She's to keeping her secrets to herself. Grid. You know what my strategy is now? I'm going to be hooked to her hip like a freaking leech because obviously she just shared all of her. She's like, oh, my plan is just so good. I can't share it. That's not the point of this question. Oh no. My strategy, <laughs> you said, the question is, what is your strategy? My strategy is to just hide Every... in out west. I just hide, watch other people this die. This isn't hide and seek. And then, well, it kind of is, though. Well, it is like hide and seek. But, hide like, I mean, honestly, we're hiding in a bunker under the ground, so. Mm-hmm. Well, my family are not conspirators, so they did not. <laughs> we are not under the impression that um, the apocalypse is near. But not that we that did, but we it's just, just have fun. a bunker in Cherrytown, U.S. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know, you know. If you um, know, you know. But no, we that's really all you have to do. I don't I almost don't think there can be another strategy. Like why would you have any other strategy besides Some people would go everyone else out. Some people I don't would go, have it in like, me. I don't find it necessary to be a hero and like be the number one zombie killer. Oh, I did forget to add like, some strategy where to are you that. Going? Yeah. Like who if even if you kill them, zombies are yeah. still being made. They still exist. Like, what is the end goal? My strategy is just to adapt to my new situation <laughs> and survive. I've always yeah. wanted to. I've always like really enjoyed kind of quaint and small living. So, I think it'll just feel like I'm off the grid. I think I don't even yeah. think zombies would venture as far as to where I. Yeah, located. that's what the Walking Dead people thought too. But I think, so one thing I did forget to add to um, this. First off, because the zombie apocalypse can be so big, right? And we're going to just go based off like Walking Dead because it's just an easy one that everyone pretty much knows. Um, that it's kind of going to be like an EMP hit because people are going to be all dead in the electrical areas. They're not going to be able to keep things running. So we're not going to, well, no longer going to have um, like running water, um, electricity things like that so it's almost gonna be like an emp hit so if that were to happen like i said we have people in my family who have medical problems well they will die immediately um if they don't get their medicine so that actually is our first thing our first hit would be the the hospital like and i say hit like we we hitting it you know ever seen Zombieland, which I definitely recommend. It sounds <laughs> stupid, but I think I changed my strategy. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna I'm gonna do like I'm gonna do like again if you've ever seen it, you know exactly. She's what I'm getting those about. Twinkies. I'm gonna do like um gosh, what's his name? The guy that plays 
Garfield in the li- the new live action. Wait, he um, plays Garfield? Um, what's his face that plays in the Hunger Games? No. No, 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 no. Andrew Garfield? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, hang on, hang on, y'all. Um, we thought this would be under an hour. We thought. <laughs> um, no, his name is Bill Murray. I'm going to oh, be like Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. Pretend, yeah, yeah. pretend I'm a zombie. Live in my amazing... Oh my gosh, I forgot he did that. I forgot then, he did that. <laughs> and all I have to do... Yeah is actually avoid humans, which is like a check-check for me. Pretend to be a zombie so the zombies don't kill you. And then avoid other humans so they don't mistake you for a zombie. Because I'm not going to make the same mistake Bill Murray made. He should have just taken a shower before he decided to reveal him. Again, you need to watch the movie so you can understand. That's but, so funny. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot that. I wanted to see the I second one. I love that one. movie. The yeah. second I have one it. is... I, have seen a I laughed. I just love anything with Woody Harrelson in it. Mm, okay. Is that the guy who's in Hunger Games? Yes. Yes, I love him too. Hamish. Hey, ah, oh, such a cutie. Like not in a cutie sense of a way, mm. but like you know, I love him he's that, a cutie just in a like personality that way. Jaded. Yeah. Kind of. Like tough life love. Sucks, but I'm making it awesome. Yeah. Sarcastic, wow, dry. I'm really parked terribly. Anyways. You? Oh. That's <laughs> rough. rough. Yeah, but okay. Okay, yeah. So anyways, watch out hospitals for when the zombie apocalypse hits because yeah, we all know it's going to be crazy. Though, someone I know has complete access to the hospital. I didn't even think about that. It would be so much easier. This person did not have access to a hospital before. Now they do. And so I think it would be much easier for us to get the things that we need. Though, keeping it cold, because the medicine would need to stay cold for a long period of time, would would take a lot of effort to keep it the perfect temperature without Scary. without like in the summer he he still would pass like pretty quickly um well not pretty quickly we'd probably have a good six months but after that we wouldn't be able to keep it i mean i think the winter months would be the perfect time for the zombie apocalypse <laughs> to keep it going for longer but um the medicine would go bad at some point maybe we could kidnap a scientist Maybe we should know where. I would not feel inclined to help. <laughs> no, no, no. We'd keep him alive. Right. Like, but, join us. But he's going to want to escape you because you're assuming the scientist has no other family or friends. We're you're most purpose- likely. He's a scientist, so he probably has no wife, kids, family. He's probably gone. That's a, that's a big <laughs> <end>. <laughs> um, So my thought here is, would be, my parents need to be a little bit more conspiracy theorists, <laughs> have planned this prior to the apocalypse happening, <laughs> um, have chosen their selected scientist who could create these things for us. Um, and then, but let's see, have she, we, have a, we have a nurse, we have a scientist, we have we have brothers and men who are strong who would be able to do the heavy lifting. We have me who just has a lot of charisma and in one story. <laughs> See, I'm more of a realist. Jamie's like, oh, I this is everything we. Well, would need. we were gonna do multiple. That's not like false. Like, yeah, you would need those things, but what's the reality that those things are gonna happen? But I'm saying. Is that these things were pre-planned. You have to, what can you do with what you know you have without making, like I could say. Well, okay, bye-bye dad. I'm going to build, I'm going <laughs> to burrow in the side of a mountain. Actually, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> 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 I'm 
and I'm gonna have like daily. I don't know. Like you can really think of it. I feel like you have to go to places that other people aren't gonna like also think to go. Like everyone else is gonna think, okay, go to the country, go to the mountains, go to like the Appalachian Mountains, go to the what's the other one? That's literally your plan. No, mine, mine, mine is in a space that's a tourist attraction. <laughs> but the, thing, the way, like, but the things about this place, uh-huh. like, it made more sense. It's your, because it's your on water. Argument so would like, make more sense <coughs> if you were saying we're gonna stay in the city, and like if you were somehow making the opposite true. But you're playing into the <coughs> people are gonna do this, but we're doing something different, which is. The same thing that they do. (laughs) Well, I think it's, like, it's not too far out. I think... Okay, so first off, if we're going back to Walking Dead, I really love... Oh, my gosh, what's his name? I don't know. I didn't watch it. I think it's it's three letters. Guy? Man? No. Gal? No. No, no, no. He's Asian. Jim? He... Ja? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What is his name? Maybe it's four letters. What is his name? Okay, guys. You know, there's this guy, Walking Dead. Really pretty much the only Asian character on here. He's right in the beginning, right after Jim, Ron, whatever his name. I can't remember anyone's name anymore. Um, I can only remember Daryl's name because my mom has a crush on him. But <laughs> um, she really loves boondock things. Anyways, so he is in the city. Like, he's living in the in the towers or whatever not the you know not the twin towers those are gone but the not the i was living in the city yeah he's living in the city in the city so he's doing the opposite of what you're saying yeah 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 so yeah but i'm like so like he is like right in the middle but the thing is i feel like you'll get stuck there and then you can't go anywhere else i don't know it's a tough situation i really hope apocalypse doesn't happen that's just my only thing all right we literally are at 53 minutes. We love you guys so much. If you've sticked around for this long for these stories, we love you. <laughs> we we love you. <laughs> um, so we were going to share a story. Now that we're off the zombie apocalypse, we'll just say we lived. Probably died. But um, <laughs> we can save our story for next time. You want to save a story for next time? We can just do a short, simple story. We'll make it. Okay. What story what was the story? What was the story that... So what we're going to do is we're going to share a story about, like, when we became friends. Um, so we got about five years of stories right now. <laughs> um, there's some really good doozies in there. Mm, short story. You know what? So how about this? I'll just share this one. It's just it's not really a story more. It's just a simple, funny thing. Um, but when we first became friends, it was... Okay, we're just going to talk about the very, very beginning. Okay, so me and her used to go to the same school, uh, college, I should say. Um, I went for one semester. It was a very sad thing. Anyways, moving on. So the we had the same class. We had like a required course. All yeah. freshmen have to take, and we yeah, ended up in the same course. Yes. Ooh, exactly. Ooh, okay, we're we're coming. We, we're telling us. All right, super fast. <laughs> Woo! No, they only let you keep it for an hour. So, anyways, um, now I can't even think what I'm trying to say. You finish it. Go next. What's the story? Just that we. So she and I, um, we're going to class for a long time. 
uh, together. Mm-hmm. But we we never talked. I thought yeah. she was super cool. She had plenty of friends. She didn't mm-hmm. need a new one. Mm-hmm. She apparently thought the same thing of me, which I think is a lie. And she's trying I, to make me feel better. I just better. thought you were just like, just like, you seem so eccentric that I'm like, oh, you're like self-assured and you're not really like looking for, <laughs> yeah. it's like things happen to you. But, which actually after meeting you is kind of true. <laughs> and you just like go with the flow. So yeah. I just like, I was like, okay. Like, she makes me sound like a hippie. <laughs> no, no, I do not. Yeah. Just like a, you know, like a. A, a rich. Free, free. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I just had the that, that impression of her at first. And so. Yeah. yeah. We went a whole semester not really talking to each other. We chat every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, one night at university though, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like the local like or the campus, like, youth program, and I don't know, we struck up, I don't know what caused me to do it, but I struck up a conversation with you about class, and then we ended up talking for, like, literally standing in the lobby, talking for hours, Mm -hmm. and then we moved out of the lobby and then talked on the corner of a street for, like, another half hour, and then we we parted ways, and never didn't talk to each other again for, like, another two weeks. But but the funny thing about that was that we both went, left, and called our moms, moms, and we're like, we just found our best friend. We didn't talk for two weeks. It's so weird. And the next time I talked to her, she was on the crosswalk. Like, who goes, like, Mom, I I found my best friend. She's like, oh, my gosh, she's going to be the bridesmaid to your wedding (laughs) or the maid of honor or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's a little intense. Like, the next time we actually, like, talked outside of class, um, I worked for public safety. I was doing crosswalk. And I'm literally crossing her across the street. And she's like, hey, you want to go to a concert next week? And I'm like, sure, text me. And like, literally, that was the last time we talked until the concert next week, almost. Like, yeah, it was, it was so. It, it was, was just, just weird. How yeah, we, how it it's a god thing. It felt just so right, yeah. and was just like, wow, this is so good. Um, yeah. But anyways, that is just the, the beginning history. of an amazing journey of our friendship. The ups, the downs, the turnarounds. <laughs> just about, yeah. <laughs> Oh, the pushing up of cars. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that was us. Again, I'm Jamie. Brianne. And thank you so much for listening to this very long podcast, our very first one. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, so we really appreciate it. Um, and we hope to do this soon. We're hoping to do it once a month. We'll see what happens. Mm. But this was fun. Anyways, signing off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're running out of time. <laughs> but have a good day. Or whatever you want to do. (laughs) Bye.